From the brains behind Teal the Show, this is Teal the Podcast, your source for Jaguars news and analysis with NFL insider Mark Brunel and your host, Cole Pepper. Welcome into Teal the Podcast. I'm Cole Pepper, and we are just through the bye week and looking forward to Sunday's start of the second half of the season. Jaguars trying to snap a four-game losing skid as they take on the Indianapolis Colts in Indiana. This week on the Mark Brunel Show, we convened a panel with Tom McManus, former Jaguars middle linebacker, uh, with Jeff Prosser from 1010XL, and Mark and myself, to discuss where the Jaguars were. And I wanted to give you a little bit of the flavor of that conversation, uh, talking about in particular where the offense stands, if it can get better, and grading what the offense has done so far through the first eight games of the season. Here's that conversation. It will make a difference. I don't think it's going to make a huge difference. I don't think Leonard Fournette is a great running back. I think he, he's a good, solid solid running back. But listen, he's been beat up. He's been hurt. He's not the, the, the guy that's going to come in and fix everything. You know, The offensive line isn't very good. The last time I checked, to be a pretty good offense, a, a running back, you got to have the guys up front creating some lanes. I think he'll help. I think he'll bring a measure of confidence to the quarterback, take a little pressure off him. He will bring some leadership back in there. He's an outspoken, vocal guy for a young guy that's, that's uh, uh, kind of unexpected. He'll help, but he's not going to fix everything overnight, that's for sure. Jeff, when they drafted him, Tom Coughlin said he's going to change the attitude of the offense. Well, I think he can. If, and to Mark's point, if he's getting help up front, you know Doug Marone is on that group, right? I mean, that's his background. They paid a lot of money to the middle of that offensive line. There's no reason they shouldn't be able to run the football. And I... I'm not quite as sure that Leonard Fournette doesn't make an immediate impact and that that offensive line looks a, a little bit better. Look, we need a playmaker on offense, boys. Right. You know, you need somebody you can pitch a ball and eight seconds, 72 yards later, we've had a sudden change. They've lacked that all year, and that's something Leonard gave them at big moments last year. Yeah, listen, I, I, I think running backs are only as good as their offensive line, you know, unless you're truly special. I like right. Leonard Fournette. He's a big, strong back that can move, but the battering ram days are over. You know what I mean? There's no backs that are running over, you know, defensive linemen and linebackers, maybe in the secondary, you know, that type of thing. I'll tell you a guy that, that needs more touches. It's T.J. Yeldon. All I hear is about how small he is. I don't care how small he is. Every time that guy touches a ball, he does something positive. And they should use him. Look at last night. You look at James White, how the Pats use him. I think, I think T.J. Yeldon could be used in a similar fashion. Get him more touches. Well, so T.J. is also playing through an injury, yeah. which has limited his hey, availability. Part of Again, the deal. Another guy with the injury. All right, let's get to some first-half offensive grades. And I want you guys to give me your letter grade and your rationale why. And we're going to start <laughs> with the quarterback. And you can say quarterbacks if you want to put Cody Kessler into this. But uh, let's start with our quarterback. Mark, what's your QB grade in the first You know, half? I'm going to go, uh, I'll go C, maybe C minus. You know, we've had eight games. There's one game that's really impressed me, really impressed me, and that was the New England game. The other seven, we've struggled. We haven't had, like what Tommy said, that rhythm, that consistency. We've turned the ball over too much. I'm going with a C minus. Cole, if I gave you a test back in Kansas in the day, you were a little Cole Pepper and you were in elementary school and you had eight questions and you only got three right, what would your grade be? That would be an F. Well, that's where we are sitting there here you in go. this season. So right. you're going strictly on the record. Well, I, yeah, and big part, the quarterback owns it, right? Blake Bortles got an extension this offseason because how well, well he played in the postseason as well as defense and running game and everywhere else. This is a football team that bad quarterback play in the first half threw them off track. Now, I know that other things went wrong, but 
This team has been in position in some games, and now they've just gotten in this rut that hopefully the bye week can, can straighten out. I, I think there's room for improvement. I do. I don't think he's stuck there. I think he's got enough of the semester left to change it. But uh, this season has been a failure to this point. Tommy, for yeah, me, it's a C-minus, D-plus. Yeah, I'm a C-minus. You know, look, I, I, I agree what you're saying. But, you know, look, th- th- how many quarterbacks, maybe 15, can carry an offense? Doesn't matter how their line is. Doesn't matter how their, their receivers are. Maybe 10. And why, do they, why can they do that? A big part is they have a rocket ship for an arm, and it's, and it's laser-focused, right? They can make things happen. Blake's not that kind of a quarterback. I think he could get better. I think that C-minus is going to go to B-minus by year seven. All right, let's go now with uh, running backs. Tommy, we'll start with you on the running backs. Uh, the injuries have been a big part of this as well, as you mentioned. What do you give the running backs this I, Listen, I give T.J. Yeldon a B-plus, man. I, I think every time he, ca- he touches a football, he's making something happen, whether it's in the run game, whether it's in the passing game. I give him a B-plus. Overall, you know, obviously Leonard being out, I think you got to go down to that C-minus range. I mean, what does he have, 20 carries for 71 yards? I know he's been injured. It's just, I mean, that's how you got to grade it. I, think I would go it. with if, if the guys were healthy, and if we can keep Corey Grant into, into this conversation too, if Leonard's healthy, if TJ's healthy, <laughs> these guys are a solid B, but they're not healthy. Right. You know, they're not yeah. in there. You know, I think it's a good running back group. I think yeah. it's a solid group, probably better than most in the NFL, but they're beat up. It's tough to grade them. They haven't been in there. For I, me, I, this is a group I think that can have the most improvement in the second half well, I, by getting Fournette back and Carlos Hyde up to speed and so forth. I think we're giving individual grades on group projects. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking for something positive. Well, man. I mean, the, the, the running backs are only going to be as good to a certain degree as the offensive line, the play calling, the positions sure. you put them in, the field position, the down and distance. There's a thousand things. The offense as a whole has not been good. It's not been fluid. It's not been productive. It's not been explosive. and scored enough. And, I mean, we can mix and match grades here. But I think they kind of all combine to a, you know, a D-plus, C-minus first half of the year. Is that where you are on the wide receivers? That is where I'm at. Too many drops, um, a few big plays, not enough, not enough big plays, and, and too many turnovers. I'm right at C-minus, D-plus yeah, range right with, there. Same just, with me. Come on, I, man. There's, there's not a marquee guy. There's not a, a go-to we're guy. We're talking about an mean. offense that's, you know, between 25th and 29th in the NFL in just about every category. That's yeah. what they've earned as the – Doug Marone would say it's what they are. I'd like to see more D.D. Westbrook yep. involved, but I think that's been a really disappointing group this year. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, I think you got to give them that low grade in that in that D-plus kind of range, you know. And I, at, at, in, in their defense, they don't have a number one. They haven't had one all year, right. you know. And, I, and I, I love Marquise Lee. I think he's a tough player, but... They don't have a guy that's spreading the field, stretching the field. And they knew that. You know, you got to do it. Every, every offense This is what's one. tough about this, you know, grading that side of the ball. Because if you go to the other side of the ball and you go to linebackers, D-line, secondary, okay, those are A's and B's, man. We've got a very good defense. Are we as dominant and opportunistic as we were last year? No. Last year, 33 takeaways. We haven't been ahead. I would, I mean, haven't been ahead. The team needs to lead for that defense to no. capitalize and pounce. There's and been I no think blood it, in the water. And, and we could get to this later, but I think, this is my own opinion, I think the defense is frustrated, tired of carrying the load, you know, doing their job, having the ability on that side of the ball to make plays. Yeah, they're not making the plays they made last year, like I said, but there's got to be a measure of frustrated because frustration because the offense isn't even close, guys. I agree. Not but, even close. But, listen, I, I, I love the defense, but they, they're not a B or an A. Come on. They've given up way too much. And I know they've been on the field, but, hey, that's part of the deal. You just got to the best defense up. in the NFL? I don't know. You know Maybe what? Statistically, it's, it's, it's but that doesn't tell the whole story. Whether it's bad timing, um, whatever it's been, it just hasn't synced up. Like, 
the Eagles game is a game where last year's, that's a game where the offense probably did enough for this defense to win last year. And, and it didn't. They gave up a play with, and a drive, a 96-yard drive that you wouldn't expect a year ago. So, you know, we haven't wor- had them work in conjunction very much. Really, outside of the New England game, that might be it. Yeah, I think you're right. gashes for and, me. And anybody have anything higher than a D for the offensive line? I think by consensus, D, D minus. You know, we've, 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 We've got a few good offensive linemen. Andrew Norwell was brought in here, gave him a big yep. contract. Brandon Linder's supposed to be one of the best centers. Where is it? Where is it? We're not, yep. we're not seeing it. You yep. know? We need to see a little bit, and, and this isn't on our grades list, but I'd like to see a little bit more creativity. I mean, I'm watching the New England Patriots last night. If anyone had an excuse or reason to not run a reverse wide receiver pass, it would be the Patriots. They don't need to do that. A spark, you know, just a play or two like that, a game. Just to We saw that at the Kansas City offense. We yeah. saw that in the Dallas Cowboy yeah. offense. Yeah. Some creativity, some up-tempo, some different things. I think Nathaniel Hackett at times has, has shown that, particularly in the screen game. I think he has been creative in that area and some pass concepts, backs out of the backfield. But we haven't seen it in a while, Jeff. We, ha- we, have, yeah. we haven't seen it in a long time. We are also joined by Miles Jack on the Mark Brunel Show on Monday night. Uh, Miles joins us. Every other week as uh, we get through the season, Marquise Lee also joining us uh, despite the injury. But uh, we had Miles in this past week, and we wanted to get his reaction to the transaction that occurred uh, during the bye week. That is the Jaguars trading away Dante Fowler, sending him to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for two draft picks. Here's what Miles Jack had to say about the move. Uh, me and Dante are real cool, so obviously, like, it's, it's always sad when, like, you know, we go our separate ways because, you know, you got guys in the locker room that you just kind of feel like it's a daily routine that you're going to see them day in and day out. And then it's kind of like once somebody's gone from that locker room, you don't really ever see them again. So that's kind of how it goes. You know kind of I mean? out of sight, out of mind uh, yeah. because you got so much you have to, to right. deal with. Of course, last year, and we want to make a little bit of a comparison, statistically, we know that things – Mark, you mentioned second-ranked defense in the NFL overall, but the numbers, here they are, last year versus this year, uh, the numbers about 30 yards per game more allowed, the uh, points per game up about four and a half, turnovers, sacks are down. Miles, what's different this year with the defense? Man, um, yeah, that's that's sickening looking at, but... um... I, I really can't call it, you know what I mean? Um, guys are flying around, guys are playing hard. I think we just got to keep, you know, hitting the nail on the same spot. And, and, and eventually those sacks, they come in bunches, those turnovers come in bunches. So we haven't been on the lucky side of things. It's, it's really, uh, and, and Tommy knows this, with, it's that even though you bring back the same guys, mm-hmm. seasons are different. The teams are right, different. Right. And actually Doug Marone said that right, right after last year. He said, listen, just because we did it this year doesn't mean we're going to do it next year. We've got to go to work and, and all of those things. There really is a difference between year to year. We've had that in, sure. in 1999. We went to the AFC Championship game in 2000. Guys, we struggled. We were the same, same yep. guys for the most part, yep. and we just couldn't recapture what we had the previous year. Yeah. Tom, what's your take on this from a, a defensive standpoint? What is different from last year to this year? You know, I think last year you guys were just really consistent. You right. know, you always, every game, you knew what was going to come out of the defense. And the ta- we know the talent's there, right? So you hear miscommunication, you hear some things, you know, here and there. Uh, look, I think last year we got there with four consistently. 
and didn't have to pressure much. I tell you what I want to see. I want to see number 44 blitzing up the middle like I did against Philly and <laughs> kill some quarterbacks, man. Because if they're not getting there with four, bring some extra guys that got real speed and a guy that can get there and finish. And I think one thing, too, is last year's schedule was significantly lighter than right. this one, too. Correct. I mean, you know, you, you go to the AFC Championship game, guess what? The year after, you're going to have a much tougher schedule. Yep. We do have a much tougher schedule. I think that has something to do with it. Also, offenses and defenses, I'm not saying they figure you out, but they've got a year to study you. They yep. know your tendencies. Yep. They know your strengths. They know your weaknesses. They're smart. These guys coaching the NFL are smart. Yep. They know how to take advantage of any shortcomings you might have on both sides of the ball. And, Miles, I think you've mentioned this. I've heard Telvin talk about it. Uh, Barry Church made mention that there's a certain trust that has to happen with a defense to make all the big plays. And if you're trying to make that big play – Sometimes you try to make a play that another guy could be in line to make. That can lead to that one or two breakdowns a game. Correct. There's definitely times where um, we, we don't trust everybody as a team. You know what I mean? All three phases, offense, defense, special teams, and somebody will try to do a little bit extra, doing more than what their job is required, and it ends up creating a hole. So, like you said, man, those, those guys in the sky, like, they can see everything. So yep. they'll find you. Give us an idea of what today's practice was like. First one back. Uh, from the bye week, how did it go? <laughs> it was um, it was very uh, camp-like, you know what I mean? Very strict. Um, we got back to fundamentals. Um, even the walkthrough, we had to have good pad level. I mean, it was very, very thorough. So we're getting back to the basics, and um, we're going we're gonna to grind out a win eventually. I thought it was interesting that Doug Marone, right after the game in London, said that he felt like his message wasn't landing with the players as it did a year ago. Uh, you guys both played for Tom Coughlin. Uh, among others, when a coach has a message that lands one year, why doesn't it land the next year? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. That's, that's tough to answer, question. actually. I'll let Tommy answer Yeah, it. thanks, Mark. I appreciate <laughs> it. Well, you know, I just think it's, it's, um, it's just that consistency, right, from one year to the next. I knew, and look, we don't want to compare everything to Tom Coff, right? That's not fair. But we knew on Wednesday what to expect. We knew on Thursday what to expect. We knew on Friday and then Sunday what to expect. And the bottom line was, look, man, if you're not getting the job done, I'm going to have to find somebody that does. And that's fair. I mean, that's life, right? Either get the job done or, hey, we're going to pick somebody else to give, give them a shot. So, look, I think, look, these guys want it. You know they want it. They want to be the best in the, whole, in the whole league. It's just going to come down to, like, that trust. It's going to come down to that extra preparation. It's going to come down to working on that craft. Every individual player has to work on his craft. I was asked the other day, this is offense, Albert Keelan Cole, what do you do with his drops? He said, put him in front of the jug machine for 1,000 reps and let him catch the damn ball. And then, you know what, let's, then it comes second nature. You know, if we're out of position, well, let's go over it. Then let's figure out why we're out of position, and let's correct it. You know what I mean? So, look, why is the message? I think the message still gets across, right? It's a matter of executing the game plan, executing the message consistently. Motivation is something you, you talk an awful lot about as the season goes on. Uh, everybody's motivated to want to win, but sometimes you need that extra message of motivation. And who better oh, than Tom McManus? <laughs> is it deliver? time for that now? It is time for a Tom McManus <laughs> oh, motivational speech. Best part of the show right here. Of the right. season. Buckle up, folks. Tommy, the floor uh, is yours. Well, let me just say this. I, I, I love this team like Mark does. I love the organization. I love the city. I love the fans. You know, look, it's do or die time. You know, and like I just said, 
Uh, how, how bad do you want it? How important it is, is it to you? Are you working on your craft day in and day out? How important is it for you to be a great player on this team? Because when you're a great player, the team will be great as well. Now, that individual success can never come above the team success. Team winning is number one, but you got to do everything in your part to get that done. And it comes down to the coaches, comes down to the coordinators, comes down to the position coaches, comes down to everybody on that roster as well. It's up to you to get it done. So, hey, Calais said it earlier before bye week, look in the mirror because that's the best place to start. There is a Tommy McManus motivational speech. One bad. I give myself a C minus on that one. No. Just for throwing out grades. A plus. <laughs> B minus at least. <laughs> Brought him in to talk to the Episcopal Eagles in the beginning of the season. That's right, too. baby. Seven we, wins this year. We for won you guys. that game too. He yeah. just he started off the season you know, right listen, for us. I, like my my late father used to say, step on their necks, step on them, and run right over them. Well, if the Jaguars are going to beat the Indianapolis Colts, part of the formula is likely to be getting after the quarterback. Jaguars are way behind pace in terms of sacking the quarterback. They had uh, the second most sacks in the league last year. They are middle of the pack right now in terms of sacks. They've got to find a way to get after Andrew Luck. And we'll be interesting to see how Fowler's absence impacts how the Jaguars go about their business. I suspect that Yannick Ngakwe will get a few more snaps at that position. Uh, than he usually does. You may also see Laurenti McRae played a bit on that side. Also wouldn't be surprised to see things shaken up a little bit by the Jaguars' defense. Um, you might see a, a defensive front that includes Calais Campbell, Malik Jackson, Ngakwe, and Avery Jones. Uh, just put all those guys out there and, and let them get after it, uh, getting the bulk of the snaps. So we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, Marcel Darius also certainly would be in that uh, in that rotation with those five guys. I think what you're likely to see is Doug Marone sort of simplifying things a little bit, really focusing on the basics like he did this week in practice, and uh, just kind of you know it call circle the wagons, uh, whatever you want. I think that's the approach they have to take. They've got to get a win against the Colts. A loss against the Colts, and I think their season is done. Their season may be done right now anyway. What they're going to have to accomplish in the second half of the season, six wins at minimum, probably seven is what it's going to take to get into the playoffs. They're going to have to have a total of ten wins this year. I don't think nine and seven is going to get it in unless things really fall apart for some AFC teams around them. Now, we know the Patriots are going to get in in the AFC. Uh, the Chiefs are going to get in in the West. Probably the Steelers in the central, or in the north, rather, but uh, we'll see how it all plays out there. And then in the south, right now, Houston looks like the team to beat. So th- those are your division winners likely. Miami, are they going to hang around? Uh, Cincinnati, who right now have the lead in the division, but you know, we'll see if they can sustain. How about the Chargers? Got a lot of candidates there to try to make a run as the uh, wild card, so the Jaguars are going to have to vault past some teams, and they're going to have to start doing it in a hurry because – uh, a loss here, a loss there, and this thing could get un, uh, unraveled in a, in, a, in, a, in a short matter of time. When the expectations are as high as they were for this season and you realize you're out of it, boy, sometimes human nature just comes in and you decide, why am I going to sacrifice so much uh, when we're not going anywhere as a team? And then sometimes, quite frankly, you have to get selfish. You have to decide, 
I'm going to put my best stuff on tape so everybody sees how good a player I am. So whether you're a free agent or eventually will be a free agent, trying to impress somebody, whatever, um, you have to dig down and find reasons to be motivated. So we'll see how it all plays out starting on Sunday, and uh, we'll talk about it after that as well on the Sunday Sports Zone. One other note, the Jaguars game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which was going to be a Sunday night football game, has now been flexed to a 1 o'clock, so no prime time for the Jaguars at home. They still have the prime time game for a Thursday night in Nashville against the Titans, but that is the only prime time game for the Jaguars remaining on their 2018 schedule. All right, thanks so much for joining us. My thanks to Mark Brunel, Miles Jack, Tom McManus, and to you for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to Teal the Podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, or on Spotify, and you can always find it on the sports page of newsforjacks.com. I'm Cold Pepper. Thanks so much for joining us right here on Teal the Podcast.